Hi, this is Justin Norman, pastor of Knobs Baptist Church. We'd like to welcome you to the Knobs Baptist Church broadcast. We thank you for joining us and we hope that you'll stay tuned for just a few moments as we have a special song and a message from God's Word. i 
Daniel chapter number 7 tonight. Daniel chapter number 7. If you found your place tonight, as, as we said last week, uh, as we started this study to help us in our study in Revelation, uh, we went back to the book of Daniel. We looked at chapter 2 last week and we seen the great image that Nebuchadnezzar had seen in his dream. And we've seen the interpretation thereof as well. We see another vision by Daniel the prophet here in this pastor scripture and we see its interpretation. And I believe it's fitting for us to study this for various reasons and we'll get a lot of detail, a lot of help for our study uh, in Revelation when we pick back up in chapter number 13. But as you find your place in Daniel chapter 7, I want to begin reading in verse 1. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and a visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold the four winds of heaven, of the heavens strove upon the great sea. Four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. We'll see much the same vision uh, just like John had had. In Revelation chapter number 13, when we get back there, hopefully next week, and we'll see much the same vision uh, as a beast coming upon the sea, rising up out of the sea. Here Daniel saw four beasts. In particular, in particularly that rose up out of this great sea or uh, what some would call it the great sea of humanity. For certainly these beasts were to come out of the earth. And we'll see that here in a second. And we see likewise in Revelation chapter 13 when we go back there. That's why it's important to note. I wanted to mention this. Uh, we see great similarities in these visions and I believe it's for a good reason. We see in verse 4 the Bible says... The first was like a lion, and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's heart was given to him, to it. Behold another beast, a second, like to a bear. And it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, 
And the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beasts were slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. And they brought him near before him. There was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and language, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me, made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, breaking pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. The time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. He shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. They shall be given into His hand until a time and a times and a dividing of times. There again, that three and a half. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away His dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey Him. 
Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitation much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. We see this vision and interpretation of these four beasts, as Daniel described here in chapter number 7. And these four beasts and the interpretation thereof hold great similarities uh, to the great image which we saw last week. And also, uh, as we'll see in Revelation chapter number 13, even on, on through our study in Revelation, even in Revelation chapter 17, I believe a lot of this can still apply and we can use these details. First of all, I'd like to point out tonight, as we saw these four beasts, the first one mentioned as like a lion with eagle's wings. Now these wings were plucked from it as this beast was placed upon its feet standing as a man. And uh, he was given a man's heart as well. We see the second beast was likened to a bear raised on one side or standing up, I suppose, on its hindquarters and uh, had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth and it was commanded to devour just as it did. And the third beast which we see was like a leopard. And uh, this leopard had four wings and four heads and it was given dominion unto this beast. And the fourth beast was very terrible and dreadful beast. We see that it had teeth as iron and it had ten horns upon its head. And amongst these ten horns there was a little horn that was described to us that uh, sprung up and it uprooted or subdued three of the other horns as it took place. As this little horn reared up it was said to have had eyes as a man and a mouth as a man and spoke great things. Now we also not only see these four beasts that are described but we see the ancient of days and the son of man described in this passage of scripture as well. We see that this ancient of days described as having a white garment hair that's pure as wool and having a fiery throne and certainly judgment that was to come from this throne. Certainly, this Ancient of Days and this Son of Man uh, could depict uh, judgment or the judgment seat. Uh, possibly, we see, in a sense, a, a great white throne judgment for this special section here of this Ancient of Days and this Son of Man. Uh, it depicts, first of all, a coming judgment against the nations. For certainly, the whole world will stand at judgment before God. And this Ancient of Days is uh, awesome at describing or depicting this judgment of God. Even God Himself is. He would judge the nations. And we see first of all that it depicts a coming judgment. And secondly, we see more specifically uh, that there is a great judgment for this fourth beast. And thirdly, we can point out in this passage of Scripture that there is an establishment of Christ and His kingdom as this Son of Man is to establish His kingdom, Christ at His second coming, as we'll find this millennial reign, as Christ will come and defeat this fourth beast or this kingdom, if you will, and its worldly empire, and He will establish His reign throughout eternity. Now, 
we see these things, these four beasts, this ancient of days, and also this Son of Man, which is to come and establish His kingdom. Now there's extra emphasis that is placed on the fourth beast, and that's where we're going to uh, put most of our attention and our focus tonight. Uh, we could spend time on the other three beasts, and honestly, we could probably uh, apply it to history, but that's about it. I don't think it would really apply too much to our study in Revelation. And uh, certainly there is significance uh, in these other three beasts. And one thing that I will point out that I want you to make note of, something that's very interesting, I want you to note uh, the similarities of these four beasts and what we will see in Revelation chapter number 13 and uh, in chapter number 17 as well. Uh, and when I mean that, or when I say that, I mean this. I want you to think that first beast, uh, it was like unto a lion. The second one was likened to a bear. And the third one was likened to a leopard. And we see these four beasts, these four animals and their characteristics described in the beast of the sea. It rose up out of the sea in Revelation chapter number 13. And I believe that that's for good reason. Uh, we also see in Revelation chapter 17 when we see of the beast that the woman is riding upon. This Babylon that's described in Revelation chapter 17, uh, this beast had seven heads. Well, if you count the number of heads on these four beasts as well, we see that the first beast had one head, the second beast had one head, the third beast had four heads. Well, there's six. And then this fourth beast having one head. It's a total of seven heads. We see the seven heads or the uh, seven hills which are mentioned in Revelation chapter number 17. I believe that we should make note of that as well. But then we see in this fourth beast which we'll put our attention to for just a few moments tonight uh, has ten horns. We'll see a lot of the details about this fourth beast and some similarities as well as we continue on in our study. We can go ahead and rule out the first three beasts because Daniel tells us that these four beasts represent four kingdoms. And I believe these four beasts represent the same four kingdoms that we seen last week in Daniel chapter number 2. For we seen first of all there was a Babylonian empire, a Babylonian kingdom which was established. And to follow after that, a biblical history Ancient history can tell us as well uh, that the Medo-Persian Empire was raised and had conquered the Babylonian Empire and they ruled for quite some time. But then we see a third empire, this Grecian Empire, uh, that ruled for quite some time as well after they had conquered the Medo-Persian Empire. And the fourth empire would resemble that of the Roman Empire, which represents, if y'all remember right, the iron legs and the iron and clay feet in the great image, or this fourth beast, which is mentioned here in Daniel's vision of these four beasts. Our emphasis is upon this Roman Empire or this current empire and this fourth beast, which is mentioned here in Daniel. Now, we see and we can use uh, our interpretation from our last study and apply it to this study, as I said, believing this fourth kingdom, this fourth beast, and uh, this fourth section of that great image 
would refer to this Roman Empire. And certainly, as we've seen last week, this Roman Empire is depicted as a divided empire, but not conquered. And certainly, history can prove that. Uh, for Rome was uh, not necessarily conquered, but had been divided from within. We see that the Roman Empire was very vast, especially in comparison to the other empires that stood before it. The Roman Empire had become so great and so mighty, so strong and so vast, that it had actually split into an eastern and a western empire. And we see that since then, that there was great division as it began to crumble and fall apart. It actually, I guess, in a sense, got too big for its britches. And uh, it just couldn't maintain. And there couldn't be much order that was held as vast as it had gotten, as big and as large of an expanse of territory that it had covered. And uh, certainly there must had come divisions in this empire. It must have been splitting up. It must have divided and spread some more. And uh, even to what uh, society and world government we would know today. For certainly, as we said, there seems to be a dividing line uh, between uh, governments and, and nations around the world. Uh, there are dictatorships and there are democracies. And those two cannot go hand in hand. Uh, for one man must stand and proclaim that he's the leader of those people and he calls the shots and he rules with an iron fist. And uh, everybody just gets the same thing. But we see in such a government as what we live in today, uh, such a democracy where the people have the say, the people have the choice. As we vote on a president, just as we did last year, we voted on a president to stand in office as the president of the United States. And I love our country, our nation, and how it was founded. And we see that these principles, they just don't go together, about like that iron and clay. They just don't mix. They don't work together. Uh, for you got one person that wants to rule and one person that wants to have the say in all of it. But then we have another form which lets the people talk. And we see the same thing in religion, don't we? As we mentioned last week. And we see throughout history how government has often tried, tried to uh, intertwine itself with religion. We even see it uh, with the Romans, this Roman Empire, and how they had persecuted the church throughout the ages. And even the uh, Roman Empire establishing this a Roman Catholicism and uh, how there was almost in a sense a joining of church and state and boy it's a dangerous thing and uh, we see that this iron this clay is not meant to mix and it cannot mix uh, it cannot coexist and work and mingle together it just don't work just as the world today and our religious beliefs I can't walk with the ways of the world and how they say we should do things for I must go by this Holy Scripture. And uh, boy, there's a coexisting that wants to happen but we just can't mingle because it don't work. And we see this great diversity and this great division that's taking place, taking place here in this Roman Empire which I believe we still see the residue of it today even in place and 
in action, if you will. We see that this Roman Empire had become vast in its nature and divided from within. Last week in our study, we saw that. And even through this process of time, how uh, the very nature of this Roman Empire could very well be existent today. But we see some things about this fourth kingdom, this Roman Empire, as well in this fourth beast. Uh, if you will, we can notice, first of all, its diversity and how it is to devour the whole earth in verse 23. If you'll find verse 23 there in chapter 7, the Bible says, And thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and certainly it has been, hasn't it? For other kingdoms had uh, been conquered by another kingdom, but this one had not been yet. And certainly other kingdoms, they uh, were not as vast and spread across a large territory. But this Roman Empire had, and uh, it was almost in a sense in its day unconquerable, as strong as it was. And it was diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth. So we see that this kingdom, this empire, and its purpose... Uh, was to devour the whole earth. And we see certainly uh, this form of government, and as I said, the very residue of this Roman Empire even existent today. And it shall tread it down and break it in pieces. So we see first of all the diversity and the devouring of the whole earth by this particular kingdom. I believe that it could depict and May I ask you tonight, could this depict the world's inhabitants today, this very form of diversity and how it has devoured the whole world? I believe it could. For there's many countries, there's many leaders that stand in these nations across the world today. And uh, yet they're still not able to mix, are they? They just can't agree and they can't line up. We see the diversity. We see a diverse people and uh, many leaders and many nations, many countries. And uh, I tell you, there's such diversity in the world today. We see not only is diversity in verse 23, but in verse 24, we see these particular kings that are mentioned. Verse 24 says, And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. Now we see that these ten horns that are mentioned on this fourth beast uh, are to describe and depict ten kings that would stand in this kingdom. Now we need to remember this. We need to remember these ten horns and these ten kings, especially when we get to Revelation chapter 17. We'll see that these ten kings, if you will, that's described here, are uh, uh, very important in our study later on. These ten kings, and I've asked myself, and I've studied, and I've prayed about it, and uh, I, I don't believe necessarily that those ten kings are ten literal kings right now, at this very hour, today. And we'll see that when we get to Revelation chapter 17. I've made note of it, so we'll bring it back up. Uh, for these ten kings are to arise at a particular time. 
If you'll look at the world today and you'll see all the nations and all the leaders, there's more than ten. There's uh, there's over a hundred different uh, nations and countries that uh, make up this world today and many hundreds of leaders that stand in these particular areas. So I find it interesting that the Bible narrows it down to only ten. And we, one may ask, well, who are these ten kings? Who are these ten leaders of this kingdom? And uh, I don't know. I don't know where they'll be from. I don't know necessarily what they're going to be doing. But I do know that they will arise in their appointed time. And the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter number 17 that Satan, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, will give them this power and authority to become these ten kings of this kingdom. And as this little horn is raised up, we see not only these ten kings of this whole kingdom, but this little horn. This little horn that is raised up will subdue or uproot three of those kings. And I guess in a sense of succession, these other kings are simply going to bow down and submit their power and authority unto this one horn. That's how it's all going to unfold for this Antichrist to gain such power, uh, I guess, governmentally in the world during the time of tribulation. We'll see that in Revelation chapter 17. Very interesting as we begin to see how things can and will unfold. But we see this little horn that is depicted as well. We've seen the diversity of this kingdom. We've seen the ten kings and how important that is. And we'll see more about that in our study as well in Revelation. But then we see this little horn which is, I guess, our main focus as we study this fourth beast. We'll follow this particular character the most. For he is this Antichrist. We see that this uh, little horn that raised up. Let's go back and read chapter, verse number 20. Chapter 7 and verse 20. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the others which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I behold... And the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. We see that this individual, this Antichrist, if you will, as he is raised up, that others around him will subdue their powers unto him. Essentially, I believe, they'll bow down to his particular presence. We'll see that uh, this horn, this little horn, made war with the saints and prevailed against them. We'll see that as well in our study in Revelation as this little horn makes war with the saints of God which is to be that Jewish people. And in a sense, he will prevail. To a particular extent, he will prevail as the scripture says. But verse 22 says, Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. 
So we see a time of the second coming of Christ. When Christ shall put His foot down as Satan has had His will and way upon the earth, as He has wrangled all His victims in to His gauntlet, we see that Christ will set His foot down. And boy, He'll speak. And the nations and the empire of the current world at that time during this tribulation period will fall and cease to exist. Boy, it'll be a great day of judgment, a great day of death as well, and a great day of destruction. We see that this kingdom will be established upon the earth as Christ will come and establish His reign. We also see in verse 24 as we've read, these ten horns out of this kingdom are the ten kings that shall rise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be diverse from the first and shall subdue three kings. As I said, I don't know how he may do that, but there will be a point in time where he may step in and I guess uh, inject himself into the situation putting down three kings that were currently in place. He shall speak great words against the Most High. This is what characterizes this little horn the most uh, for it gives us the reason to entitle him this son of perdition or this antichrist as we've seen in our study he shall speak great words against the most high against God he shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to change times and laws they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. We've seen this already in our study. For this moment in time in which the Antichrist will proclaim himself even as God. And that people would worship his image or an image or the image. Whatever this image is, we see that there is a sense of idol worship which will be set up for people to worship. And uh, we see that he will speak against our God. He'll wage war against the saints. But we see that certainly he will reign for a time, times, and a dividing of times, which is that three and a half years. And uh, I believe that all these points are very needful for us to continue in our study. And I encourage you to uh, continue your study in Daniel I know that you could read the rest of this book probably tonight when you get home. But uh, it's very interesting. I believe these are key things, key factors uh, into our continuing our interpretations in our study in Revelation. But I trust that this passage is a help as we go through our study. And, and I know we'll probably be coming back to it at some point in time and uh, getting some more information from it. But I hope the study tonight is a blessing and a help. And I thank y'all for coming out tonight.